0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the 47th Hour. I'm Toby and I'm joined by my co-host Steve. Hi. And Guy. Hi. Each week we'll take a look at the news, rumours and just have fun discussing all things sci-fi and fantasy. Plus, each of us will nominate items for our halls of fame and shame. If you like the show, remember to subscribe so you can be notified as and when we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the 47th Hour. Also, remember to check out our new YouTube channel where you can find the latest episodes from this podcast. So, Steve, what have you been up to? Not a lot, really. I've been um,
1: watching Charmed. I tried to watch Snowpiercer again, and I could just I just couldn't. But I'm watching it for one character and one dead character that I'm hoping not dead. So I think I really should just give up on it. That's, that's about it for me for this week. And
0: Guy?
2: and something called Wu Assassin it attracted me because i'm a big fan of the chinese lore uh, with regards to the the han dynasty and uh, and all of the dynasty warriors stuff so that kind of interests me anyway a man gets picked by an order of monks to prevent the big powers combining and and it's the it's the, the chosen one's job to make sure that he kills the the powers of fire and water, and the you know the, the kind of normal elements that they they go against, and it follows his journey as this chosen one. And I tell you what, some of the fight scenes phenomenal, and even the villains are likable. I really recommend it. Watching at least three or four episodes just to sort of dip into the whole science fiction element of it. But if you like fight scenes, if you like martial arts, just sit back, relax, and enjoy your first season. Got one negative thing to say about it: the main character who gets the powers, he he doesn't question it. He's just like, oh yeah, all right, I am the chosen one. And <laughs> it, it, like he's it just there is no sort of power struggle it it doesn't it doesn't take long to sort of like thinking yeah i've got all these powers i'm awesome but yeah other other than that i've thoroughly enjoyed watching it
1: i've seen the first two episodes and it is good i'm I'm
0: gonna carry on watching it uh who's who's in it anybody i would know
1: no no Yeah, I think the main guy. If you've watched films like The Raid, he's from those type of films. Okay. Um, so, yeah.
2: um, Tom Tommy Flanagan is one of the villains. Uh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Braveheart, Gladiator, Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's done quite a lot of stuff, to be fair. Charlie's Angels. Well, that's probably not a good thing. But um, <laughs> um, is that? Oh the, my god! Don't me
0: is that, the angels. Is that the new version from a couple of years ago?
2: No, no, it was the terrible version in two thousand and three.
0: Oh Just, my god! That is the worst. <laughs> there used to be a TV show called She Spies, and that made the Chinese Angels film look really bad. And she's Spice had no budget. And it was a, an absolute <laughs> Mickey take of the whole format. But that, it was actually, that was better. If I'm
2: yes. Anyway. It wasn't um, difficult. Definitely, definitely worth the watch, The Wu Assassin,
0: really. Okay, I'll have to give that a go when i finished everything else that's on my watch list. <laughs> um, I was going to do some episodes of Charmed, and I did two or three just to refresh my memories because it's been so long since I last, you know, properly enjoyed that show. But I caved, Okay. I watched the first two episodes of Picard season two. <laughs> so,
1: no, I haven't watched them yet. Oh I'm, my not,
0: God. I'm not. I'm not going to talk about up. it. I'm not going to talk about it to you both because uh, you know spoilers, and I don't want to read it because I know how much you love Star Trek. But well, I, I'll I'm enjoying it.
1: I tell you what. Why don't we? Ha- why don't we make a point of talking about Picard next next week? Yeah, I'll catch up. Mm. Oh, my God, because I'm so looking forward to it. I just wanted a couple of episodes all in one go that I can watch. But I,
2: <laughs> my Now, my issue is, is I'm so far behind. I've got to try and catch up the last part of the season and also the two episodes in between working six, 12-hour shifts.
1: We'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, do it, otherwise we will ruin it for you.
0: Yeah, all we right, will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you've seen all of season one, Steve, though, yeah? Without spoiling yeah. it for Guy. I'm enjoying these first two episodes so far, uh, much better than season one, much more darker in some respects, especially in the second episode of this series. And I'm interested to see where it goes, but I won't talk about anything else because I will spoil it for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of already intrigued. So um, I think I'll, I will definitely catch up on, by the time we come up to next week, we will have watched three episodes. Mm-hmm. So we'll have quite a bit to discuss.
0: I would say right. then, if I was you, I would try and do it Friday or Saturday, because we get the new episodes on a Friday.
1: Right, I'll do it Saturday.
0: So you have all three to do back to back. Bear in mind, they are an hour long each. Oh, okay. They're not your normal, like we used to get 40 minutes. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll do them all Saturday morning. Okay. That's all I've done this week. Two <laughs> episodes of Picard and a couple of charms. Well,
2: in the cinema at the moment is Batman. It's doing quite well, but... It's brought me to this realisation that there's been a lot of people that have played Batman, and I want us to do a tier list of the best, if you, if you will, and then meh, and then get in the bin. So if we go through all the Batmans, live action, I'm not talking animation I, because it's no Can point. I just
1: ask a question? Yeah. Is that just Batmans or Batman characters?
2: No, no, no. We would be here forever if it was Batman characters, yeah just the batmans live action one as well i'm not doing animating that could take us ages as well i'm also discounting two batmans right from the start lewis g wilson and robert lowry first played batman back in the 40s and nobody remembers that so i'm just going to discount them so the earliest batman that i remember that i think that you two are very familiar with is adam west
0: oh definitely yeah
1: What I love about Adam West is his running family, Guy. Yes.
0: Oh, yes. It's brilliant.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think Adam West belongs in the best? Do you think he belongs in meh? Or do you think he should get in the
0: bin? No, I think based on the character that he should be, definitely not really to be kept. However, I cannot put that portrayal in the bin because I love it. I can't
2: really put him in the best because i mean admittedly it was batman for kids wasn't it and and that Mm. was essentially it's not how batman really is especially when you've seen the films as well so yeah i i I agree adam west doesn't deserve to go in the bin just it's the reason why i think we all fell in love with the whole batman character but um so i i'm happy to put him in there you guys agree
0: and I think, yeah, I just think I, that I, whole I, show is fantastic. And I, I still, every now and then, if you're not very well and you're ill, you stick a couple of episodes on YouTube, and it's fun. Yeah. So I would put them in the top tier, too.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. All right. Let's put them in the top tier, but let's put, place him, like, yeah. bordering the, the map. The next person to portray um, Batman was on film, Michael Keaton,
1: mm.
2: um, in Batman and Batman Returns. Much Darker, troubled Bruce Wayne, uh, very stoic, very kind of moody. Did you have you guys watched these two films? I'm sure you yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I have seen this film at the cinema with my friend, my friend, and um, when it finished, he went, "Is that it?" I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, it was good. I actually enjoyed it." And I, I like Michael Keaton's portrayal of Batman too.
2: I think he he belongs in the top tier for me. He sets the bar of where all the other Batman should be. And he he has the the damaged sort of thing, and and I think Bruce Wayne is a damaged character, but he plays it brilliantly.
0: I agree. Um, he's a very dark character, and this is the one of the earliest portrayals of that, which is the correct version that we should be portraying as Batman on screen. And I did love both the movies. I think they were great. Um, Tim Burton did a great job, and it definitely sets the tone. So you can't you have to put him in the top tier.
2: Yeah, I agree. So in the top tier he goes. Next was then Val Kilmer um, in Batman Forever.
1: I felt like that Val Kilmer actually did a good job. Because he he had to follow on from Michael Keaton. And I think that he just watched Keaton and then he just thought, I need to do something in a similar vein. And the thing is, when you get to a certain stage like that, it's like when Alice Creed played the ball queen. And you know that Susanna Thompson had to play the ball queen. And she just said, I had to try and make the ball queen my own. But also ball queen still had to be the ball queen Mm. Mm. so it's just like i think val kilmer actually i actually quite happily put him at the top because i actually felt he did a good job
0: i think he was let down by direction i don't think he was allowed to do his own thing necessarily so i can't put him in the bin but i feel to put him in the top tier would undermine oh undermine like michael
1: keaton's position because michael keaton was brilliant yeah yeah
0: i see what you
1: mean yeah
0: um a, I kind of like right.
1: that, even though I still think he did a good job. He oh, did just... do a bad job,
0: not at all, but
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Val Kilmer, mayor or or the best? Mm... Yeah, top, top mayor, Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, right, so the next person to portray um, Batman was uh, George Clooney. Yeah. Ben, yeah, ben, in, ben. in oh, the yeah. bin. He was terrible. His suit had nipples.
1: Yeah, it, it was see. just... <laughs> I'm sorry, but if we can only give Mare to Val Kilmer, there's no way he's going anywhere near <laughs>
2: Oh, I think this is probably the worst instalment of Batman ever. Irma Thurman yeah. was terrible in that film. Arnold Schwarzenegger was terrible in that film.
1: He was Mr. Freeze, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The only thing I liked about that was the way Irma Thurman did Poison Ivy. You really, to describe it, it is as close to a cartoonish film as you'll ever see, Batman and Robin isn't a great film. It's, it's, it's a disastrous film, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um The problem is, it's too cartoony. Mm. In, in, yeah. that, in that way, the characters are portrayed cartoony. I feel that it is anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, mm. we need to burn George Clooney. I'm afraid.
2: <laughs> Plus, George Clooney didn't really play Batman. George Clooney played George Clooney <laughs> in a Batman suit. <laughs> is that right? It was just he didn't he didn't really portray Bruce Wayne as he Bruce Wayne should be. He wasn't. Mm, mm. It, uh, it was it was terrible. Right. So the next person was actually on a TV series. is a gentleman called Bruce Thomas, and it was only very briefly on air. So I'm going to ignore it because I don't think you guys knew Bruce Thomas is. Do you?
0: Hang on. What show was no. that?
2: Called Birds of Prey.
0: Yeah, I watched that. I remember it, and he actually wasn't too bad. Um, oh wow but, okay but uh, the whole show was pretty um a little bit miscasting but some of the girls were really strong well and it birds should of Pre... it should have been better but it didn't yeah
2: birds of prey had a lot of promise it was quite early 2000s when it came out i think maybe it was before its time um he was okay i, don't, I can't really put him in the bin because he wasn't
0: terrible it wasn't the worst part of that show put it that way <laughs> so yeah. simply for that i would say meh but yeah. know what, it is no meh at best because Steve, Steve not given to work with. No, Did you manage it? to Sorry.
2: watch it? No. All right. no. You're, well, You'll go in the meh. Um, so the next person to play Batman was Christian Bale um, mm. for three films. Batman Begins, uh, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises.
1: I've got to say, I really like Christian Bale. Mm. I really like his performance. One of the best. He's definitely better than Bale Kilmer. I don't, I don't know necessarily better than Michael Keaton, but it's definitely up there.
2: Hmm. yeah i absolutely i like the fact that he's slightly tortured i like the fact that he he plays it incredibly well and he's got that kind of bravado about him about because he's a, you know he's a billionaire and you know he just plays it really well
0: no nipples on his suit
2: <laughs> no nipples on his suit exactly yeah
0: we're actually it's the portrayal here not the outfits that we're talking about. <laughs>
2: Although, as outfits go, i I, I kind of like the next next one. but um, Yeah, I would um,
0: definitely think he's top tier, without
2: a shout. Yeah, top tier, yeah, absolutely. Is, absolutely. There's
0: no doubt about it.
2: Yeah. Now, the next person to portray Batman live action was Ben Affleck.
1: <laughs> well, I'm telling you right now, there's no way Ben Affleck was better than Val Kilmer. So Val Kilmer is mayor. Ben Affleck is definitely below that. Ben?
0: Are we having this conversation? Bin. Yeah. We'll move on.
2: Definitely in the bin, Steve. Definitely in the bin. <laughs> oh my god! Just terrible. When I watch Batman versus Superman, I want Batman to die. I just, <laughs> I, I just, oh I just god, couldn't...
0: that film. Don't even mention that film. No, oh, it, it was not good. Not
2: good mm. at all. Um. And the thing is, like, I I do like his suit though. His suit was awesome.
0: You're putting Ben Affleck in the bin, but you are putting his suit. In
2: the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tell you what, uh, take his oh, suit, pretty. put it on on Val Kilmer, and you know you got you got to go in, <laughs> definitely put Ben Affleck in the bin. Mm. Yeah, okay. I yeah, I agree. Good, I agree. Now, the next person to play Batman live action, very briefly in, uh, I think, Flash, uh, was Evan Conroy. Now, I I actually haven't seen this particular episode called Crisis on Infinite Earths, part two, part of the Arrowverse. I uh,
0: I haven't Um, seen it. Anyone? Yeah, he's he's okay in it. It, it, Nothing special at all whatsoever. Um, I would probably say Ben. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but...
2: I, I I I haven't seen the episode I can't it's, it's the only person I haven't seen live, a, live action I'm a big mm. fan of Batman so I it's, it's not so I mean I've played every game I've done you know all the all the Batman stuff and it's just I, that's the only one I haven't seen
0: so you haven't seen, seen Crisis on Infinite Earth
2: nope
0: oh you should give it a go it's actually quite a fun like couple of episodes watch them in the right order don't do what I did and get one from wrong way round oh. oh I was like <laughs> what's, what's going on I was like oh bottom
2: <laughs> oh, yeah um so Steve, are you familiar with kevin conroy
0: no
1: nope, not watched nope. it sorry
2: all right in the bin he goes um and then lastly but not leastly the gentleman that currently portrays batman robert pattinson now i actually haven't gone to see the film but i've seen some of the reviews not they're not great people have enjoyed the film but there's not a lot of big fans for Robert Pattinson as the portrayal as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Um, he's really kind of been marred with the whole Twilight saga thing, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, I was uh, going to say that is the Twilight guy, isn't
1: it? I've yeah. I've, I've only seen um, a trailer. So I haven't actually seen the film, but from the
0: trailer, it looks okay, actually. Yeah, I've not yeah. seen it. So I've I've seen brief bits of the trailer. Um, however, I've also sat through a Twilight film thanks to my sister when I was a bit younger um and i can imagine he would get the broody you know that that the dark side down quite well because he's had a lot of practice so i i wouldn't say i wouldn't go and see this film but i haven't seen it so i cannot comment on where, where he should be placed
2: i think it's going to be fair to put him in the meh category because we can't really agree that he's going to be the best or in the bin because uh, yeah so it's just not not really fair for us to make judgment on either way really um mm-hmm. So in in, in the best category, we had Val Kilmer, um, we had uh, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale. Um, Does anybody want to sort of crown victorious?
0: Say them again, say them again. So
2: we've got, so, I mean, oh, you also have, you guys put Adam West in there. Um, uh, So Adam West, Michael Keaton, um, and then you've got Val
0: Kilmer and Christian Bale. I think Michael Keaton. I would say Michael Keaton because I was, you know, late teens.
1: It's between it's between Michael Keaton and and Christian Bale. I know.
2: I think I agree. I think it's going to be between those two. Michael Keaton. I think he is the bar which you measure all the other Batmans against, don't isn't
0: he? I agree. Michael Keaton for me. um, Then Christian Bale, and then Adam West. I know it's a complete contrast of portrayals of Batman. But I do, I do love that 60 show.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree with Toby.
0: That, that would get my vote too.
1: Yeah,
2: and well, that's it. That's it for the tier list.
0: And now for our Halls of Fame and Shame, where each of us get to nominate anything from science fiction or fantasy that we believe should be preserved forever in the Hall of Fame or burn for eternity in the Hall of Shame. This can be an item, a character, a storyline or a series. Anything goes. Last week, we entered Steve's nomination, the Doctor Who character Missy, into our Hall of Fame. So, Steve, you get to nominate first. Okay. this week I
1: am nominating the shapeshifters from a series called Fringe. They had their blood was made up. Their drawback being that their blood was made up of 50% mercury, so they didn't bleed quite like Normal humans bled, which was there. One of the ways that you could find out whether you were dealing with a shapeshifter or some or and not a human being. Um, I felt like Fringe utilized these brilliantly, and I liked mm-hmm. the whole planning of, of them. They ha- they have got shapeshifters in Star Trek, but the limitations aren't there in Star Trek. Whereas they put the limitations on the shapeshifters, and I felt that that made it more a realistic storyline. Even though you don't actually watch fringe for any type of realism at all i just felt they were a great a great device to the storyline and that's why i'm nominating them for the hall of fame so Mm. i just felt that actually the shapeshifters were great guy you've seen fringe right
2: uh, not all of it. As a tool goes, it kind of has its limitations because it didn't make it overpowered and it was a unique way of of, of changing it. When you see it happen, it, it's kind of like, oh wow, reforms the face as you watch it. It's very useful.
0: Um, Shapeshifting is always a very hard thing to do in science fiction, even though it's quite done, it's done quite regularly. As you say, Steve, you have to have limitations. There's no point in having a character that can go around and shift into whatever they want, whenever they want, without any repercussions. Um anyway, I'm gonna go next and I'm just gonna say two words. And if you don't both say I'm voting for you at the end of the session, then <laughs> be happy. Dr. Evil. Ooh,
1: that okay. is my
0: nomination. Okay, he's played by Mike Myers. We've all seen the Austin Powers movies. Who doesn't love that shh, shh zip it? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Got a whole bag of for you yeah yeah <laughs> you know and he does those songs like just the two of us and the hard Not life song yeah and he's on jerry he's on jerry springer for <laughs> I mean, he's a fantastic <laughs> character mm,
1: yeah he's definitely a better nomination than the shapeshifters for sure
0: <laughs>
2: yeah i i must have missed the uh austin powers stand at comic-con
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's science fiction. <laughs> uh, he does have a rocket in space, you know. <laughs> exactly. He's got clones, he's got mini me. If you can't say that that is not science fiction.
2: <laughs> hmm. Uh, it's a comedy film. I don't even think it even gets close to science fiction.
0: It's got science fiction in it. There's rockets. There's space. There's time travel. <laughs> yes, yeah, frozen. He was charged oh, no. <laughs> with lasers. Exactly. End of by when
1: you have to go um, something better than that, guy. Come on, what have you got? Come on, guy.
2: Well, my 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 nomination was uh, a film. Actually, a science fiction film called Ready Player One.
0: Damn uh, you!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. You oh, what? you've Steve. not
2: seen it? Oh my god, it's an amazing film. It is. There's, oh, it, I tell you what, modern day technology and the way that we understand sort of virtual reality engulfs this film, and it's just beautifully done. Absolutely, it's a step away from your own reality. You just sit back, enjoy really, really good film.
0: The whole thing from start to finish is great. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. I'm going to watch that this afternoon now after lunch. <laughs> it's that great. It really is. It really
2: is. Steven Spielberg at his best.
0: I mean, Steve, if you like the '80s and all the references of that, then there's plenty, plenty to go in this film. Yeah, I definitely. Well, I like, I like Fringe and stuff. So I love when Fringe does all
1: the 80s stuff. Mm. you know, so yeah, yeah, I would I would definitely watch it then.
2: Toby made me watch it. Mm.
0: Um, oh
2: you came down, like, didn't you? Yeah. That was Yeah, it. yeah. And the and, and I was like, I almost stood up and applauded at the end, even though there was nobody <laughs> around there, it was just Toby and me. And it's like it was it was really, really good. I mean the visual effects on it, stunning.
0: It's got a great storyline. Oh, the yeah. virtual reality thing and how, you know, the um, government, well, not government, but the corporation is trying to take over the whole of cyberspace and things. All of that is brilliant. So you've got them kind of rising up against it, but you've got the game within the virtual reality setting as well. Yeah. And all the yeah. competitions, the racing. So if you like playing like PlayStation or Xbox, you're going to like, the you're going to love it and you're going to love the references within it. If you like the eighties, you're gonna love a lot of the references and actually see 80s games coming up in this thing, and it's just Uh very, very well done. The whole thing is Yeah,
2: it is exceptional. Exceptional.
0: Damn you guy, damn you. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on though. No, Steve, you've not seen it, you can't vote for it. I can't I have to vote for Doctor Evil. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, I'm not voting for Doctor Evil, he's not science fiction.
0: Well, I'm voting for uh... Um, Ready Player One, I can't not vote for Ready Player One.
2: (laughs) And then I've got to vote for for, for the the shapeshifters.
0: So I've got to stand off. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody get (laughs) (laughs) gun (laughs) out. Oh, So we either have to chuck them all in or deny access to all of them, basically, because I can't vote for the shapeshifters, Steve, when it's up against Ready Player One. That is how good Ready Player One is. You haven't seen it, so you have to vote for Dr Evil. Is there any harm in putting them all in? Uh, No, I I don't disagree. I don't think any of those are weak nominations. And I think up against lesser, I think all three would go in.
2: Yeah, maybe.
0: But it depends on whether or not like Guy says he would be offended to let Dr Evil in.
2: Because it's a spoof comedy film. Yeah, uh, I, to
0: be honest,
1: it is a phenomenal spoof comedy film.
2: Oh, oh, granted. Absolutely. Yes. It is a brilliant, and don't, don't get me wrong, I love Dr. Evil. I love the the the, uh, the comedy. I love the Mike Myers, the way it's been portrayed. Loved it. Absolutely phenomenal. I quote it all the time. Great film.
0: Just don't think it's science fiction. Could be more science fiction. There's space, guys, space. <laughs> Yes, but the space in Apollo thirteen. There's space in, in, in no, just no. You've got you've got Ilme cloning. Ass. Hello. Yeah, yeah. You've got you've got cloning, you've got evil twin, you've got everything, guy. I mean, what is not to like what you can't say that sci-fi.
2: Go on to Netflix and search science fiction films. And tell me how far down the list the Austin Powers is?
0: Number three. I,
2: beg, I, I There's no way it's not number three. No science fiction. The thing is that uh, if you if you put in comedy. Yeah, okay, but it's just not a science fiction film.
0: Hang on a minute, I'm just rewriting something onto it on Twitter, on, <laughs> on Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, or... yeah. yeah no. it, it now says science fiction action <laughs>
2: comedy film. <laughs> no, no, I, I, it does. I it, says
0: it right there, guy. Yeah, all
2: right, okay. Well, I'll <laughs> rewrite it in a minute, and it won't. <laughs> if 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 this was a, a a comedy hall of fame, then you got yourself an entry it's not science fiction steve can you over the next week don't watch the film but watch a trailer for, for ready player because i know you've got you've got to try and fit in all the picard in that as well so watch a trailer for ready player 1 and then come back to us and let you know let us know in the next episode whether, whether you change your vote Oh,
0: no. to be continued <laughs> I, I insist yeah. that you watch the whole film because it's, you've got to fairly judge it you can't okay. just watch the trailer. i will not accept not being put into the Hall of Fame just because he watched a trailer. (laughs) (laughs) But you said yourself that you want to put this in the show so sharp. (laughs) I will demand a recount. Well, I'll tell you what,
2: look, or how about you submit Doctor Evil next week? (laughs) Think of one on the spot for now. No! (laughs) At at this rate, Toby, I'm putting you in the Hall of Shame for nominating (laughs) Dr. Evil.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would be even less science fiction.
2: (laughs) Well, no, 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 it wouldn't, no, because technically there is space. (laughs) (laughs) space
0: Because that qualifies things, apparently. (laughs) So either, we've got a choice here, either I'm happy to accept the fact that maybe that's not 100% legitimate entry, or... (laughs) We can do it. Steve can vote next week on it. I don't mind. So we've got no entry for this week's Hall of Fame to be continued. And now for our Hall of Shame. Last week we entered Steve's nomination, the CW series Batwoman, into our Hall of Shame. So this week Steve gets to nominate first. Oh I I
1: got another series and it's called Terra Nova. And um, I watched. I just can't get back any of my life from Terra Nova now because I watched all of the first season, all of it. Um. Wow, well, how to describe how bad this is? It's like Batwoman, but a hundred times worse. Mm. It's, it's... <laughs> sorry,
0: I just cut cut off there. I think no, one... it, it's a bad. It's a really bad series, and it was also my entry for this week. So thanks, Steve. <laughs>
1: sorry. <laughs> I just felt like the characters weren't deep enough. They yeah. had a lot of mm. CGI, and I mean a lot of CGI in that, mm. in that series. And it wasn't good CGI either. No. If they just cut down on it, wouldn't you just rather see, have really good CGI and see like maybe one or two dinosaurs every few episodes? Like I said, I watched every episode. and I don't even think the characters weren't written
0: deep enough for you to relate to them. No, they were really, really one layer. Yeah. So irritating. They irritated me. It was actually, you know, when Fox normally cancels a series and you're like, oh, that's a shame. Fox is at it again. When Fox cancelled this one, I stood up and applauded. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad well, you did it. I tell you what, when, when you very first watch the first advert for
1: Terra Nova, you get, you know, you, the voiceover is like 85 million years in the past, cut yeah. off on civilization. Surrounded by exotic forms of life, both wondrous and threatening, and it's like, so why don't I feel like when I'm watching the series, I don't, I don't even feel that. No, it, it's not. It isn't there at all. You know, there's you don't feel like they're eighty-five million years in the past, or completely cut off from civilization, or you kind of feel like, well, any moment now someone else is going to come through the the thing. I just, yeah, it just didn't take you there. You know, even though I watched all of the episodes, I just kept thinking that this is too big to fail. Yeah. And it turns out it wasn't too big to fail. It was just too big, crap, and rubbish. And it did fail. I think, I think, I kept thinking, Steven Spielberg, surely he can't make this go wrong. And I think that's what killed it, wasn't it? Costs. The cost costs spiralled out of control. They yeah. really did. And, the and pilot that, that, was supposed it. to
0: air in April, I think, of that year, but it was delayed until November. So that shows you how badly that whole thing was run.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's not a movie. Mm. You know, in movies, they run over all the time, and it's not a problem. In TV, but, you can't do that. I've, mm. I've just looked at...
2: I've, I've got to be honest, guys. I've never seen it, never even seen a uh, thing for it. But I've, just, I've just looked it up. And on and Steven Spielberg, Peter Sherman, Brannon Braga. I mean, Mm -hmm. this has got everything that you should should want in a science fiction,
0: yeah. It's got some serious names behind it. Peter Mm -hmm. Sherman did
2: all the um Planet of the Apes stuff, and Brannon Braga, we all know.
1: So So, it's yeah, it's just my nomination for All of Shame. I, yeah. I took your um, wonderful nomination.
0: (laughs) It's a wonderful nomination and rightly deserved because that was mine. So I'm going to have to come up with something else now. So, Guy, uh, what was your nomination for this week?
2: My nomination is an object from Mm -hmm. a science fiction series called Sliders.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, The object I'm talking about is the remote control that they use. Why didn't they make more than one?
0: Because it was connected to the original sliding device. But, but my my point
2: is, you had the professor,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it wouldn't have... I mean, the professor was a pretty smart fella, and of all of the, the worlds that they went into, they couldn't possibly have just mimicked the technology.
0: I think, uh, if I remember rightly, halfway through, they do get a new control, don't they?
2: Yeah, but my point is, is they, they wrote into too many storylines where the controller was just out of reach or the controller was damaged so they couldn't do the jump or they couldn't mm. slide, should I say. And there were too many times when the, the controller was conveniently not available or mm. it wasn't working. They had to press the reset button or take the batteries out. Yeah, it, it just seemed a bit silly that they didn't have more than one controller. So I, the, the controller itself was a wonderful device. I mean, even if they had like a miniature version where it could only produce in a certain scenario, that that would have been fine. But, yeah, it was just a bit, oh, my God, they've only got one controller.
1: Can I say mm. about, I didn't watch sliders fully, um, but I watched a lot of standalone episodes. And I seem to remember thinking, when I first seen what you're talking about, I remember looking at it and thinking it, was, it like the controller, like a little black thing with the red numbers at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. What we're talking about? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when they got a budget, it changed changed. into a mobile phone. Is that right?
0: (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) What
1: on (laughs) earth?
0: (laughs) I think it was an episode, I can't remember. It's been a very long time since I've seen it properly. There was an episode where Quinn is rebuilding it. Something happens to it and they rebuild it. Why didn't they rebuild more than one? I think the essence of it was just built, they built around it. So the core, whatever it was that was linked to their original sliding device, was still used, but they rebuilt the controller around that. I'm guessing, I can't quite remember.
2: Yeah, you know, I, ju- I, ju- I, th- I think there was no excuse why they couldn't have had like some sort of remote or a sort of miniature device that helped. It just became a, a useless plot device where mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh, I fell over and the remote control fell out of my pocket."
0: Oh, shut up! <laughs> I think, just... yeah, it would have been better if, like, even if they'd given them all watches or something that t- counted down the time, and then they pushed a button on the watch or something weird. Yeah, that something. Would, yeah. It
2: just, it just seemed like almost just a, just a, a poor plot
0: device. One of the odd things was it didn't matter what world they went to, what alternate reality they arrived in, the timer always counted down at the right time. So you, ha- it, it was their Earth times. So it was like an hour was an hour for them. Mm. Whereas they never arrived on a planet where time ran differently. No. It was just, uh, I just find all that kind of stuff weird. So I, I agree. But I think sliders have more issues really than just that controller.
2: It was almost like they came up with the idea and then we thought, well, oh, and, and at last minute I thought, well, how are we going to project this on the screen? Just kind of felt like it was an um, afterthought.
0: thought. What would you have done as an alternative solution then? Because you can't expect them to get into some sort of time travelling vehicle like a car or something, can you?
2: Or, or being... a police box. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. No. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, as you say, it could have been watches, it could have been mm. um, a gun of some description that can be disguised as, you know, like a, as a regular gun. There's lots of different ways. Could have been a briefcase. It, it kind of bugged me that there was just this one device
0: and it's like, wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's your your nomination for this week is the controller as a kind of more of a, more of a plot point. Yeah, a device. yeah. OK, well, my kind of hurriedly thought of backup plan for this week <laughs> is it's more of an action by somebody. And it's about the ethics behind this action. And it's when Janeway decides and makes the decision to reverse what happened to Tuvix. She decides, actually, I want uh, Tuvok and Neelix back. They should be he should be separated. Now, I think yes, ethically, inflicted on anyone. <laughs> I'm going to get to that in a minute. I think ethically, when you think about it, yes, Tuvok and Neelix didn't have the right to not exist, but really a new life form has been created and has every right to exist at that point. So what Janeway does, I firmly believe, is ethically wrong. Also, I believe that it was another opportunity where we could have got rid of Neelix, so if it was good enough for Guy the other week, it's good enough for me this week. <laughs> so basically it's that one decision by Janeway where she overrides everyone else and she doesn't agree with what everyone else is saying. And I agree, it's a tough decision to make, but I don't think it was the right decision that she did. So again, another epic entry by me into the little shame. <laughs> <laughs> so right. on then. Um, Steve, you vote first.
1: Well I've got to vote for the slightest device because I'm not voting against Janeway, you can forget that
0: <laughs> A guy?
2: I've I've never watched turnover. And whilst Janeway's decision was ethically m- murky, I think the, the, she did make the right decision eventually. Who's gonna tell two vox kids off? Not gonna be two vics. Um I'll do and,
0: it. I'll
2: tell <laughs>
0: With a cow prod, one of those minority reports, six sticks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so I, I, I and and you know, Tuvok does go on to do some actually important stuff after Tuvix happened. So, ah, you but you
0: don't know what Tuvix could have done. Tuvix could have been amazing.
2: He could have made a souffle and then put a flower on top and then contributed nothing. Um, he so, might
0: have captured the Borg Queen as a pet. You don't know, <laughs>
2: yeah. Gotta catch him all. Um
0: no, not Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, but you can imagine Tuvix
0: going around like uh, uh, look there's one on the on the bridge, gotta catch him and yeah. um is see that's an episode. <laughs> uh,
2: so when you think about the levels of experience behind Terranova should make that an absolutely award-winning multi-series thing. But it only mm. made 13 episodes and looking at some of the reviews I've just looked up,
1: it's <laughs> not,
2: not good. It so isn't. my vote goes for
0: Terranova. Uh, yeah, my vote goes for Terranova just because Guy's picking on me. And... <laughs> <laughs> It's because
2: not that. Like I say, think, I'm impartial. I, d- I think it's I d- I think it's can't I can't I can't. The thing is, from that point of view, it's it's it has to go to over simply because, like I say, with the with with the people behind it, you should be able to produce this absolutely epic sort of series. And as you quite rightly put it down, uh, and it was your own. It was your own entry,
0: so yeah, I've that's got... why I'm voting for it because I actually win by proxy, so I'm fine. <laughs> <You do. laughs> but
2: yeah, but that's that's why I've got to put a pteranodon in because you just think yes, with,
0: with got... that amount of sort of power behind it. Yeah, exactly. You've got it. it's it should be in all of shape, definitely, hundred percent. Mm. Uh, so this week we entered turning over into the Hall of Shame and we are holding our vote for the Hall of Fame over till next week so that Steve can watch Ready Player One. And now for our TV Showcase of the Week. Steve, last week you selected the fantasy drama series Charmed for discussion. Tell us about this show and why you chose it. Um, I chose it because
1: I think the very first episode, kind of like Buffy, it grabs you. And once you've watched that first episode, it is so good that you you're hooked you've got you're gonna watch all of it. Um and I kind of start when I very first started out knowing that I was gonna be doing charm this week, I thought, well, I'm gonna write down my favourite episodes. And I wrote down the first ten and realized that in those ten, none of them were outside of the third season. Mm. And then I was like, okay, okay. So i just, I wrote five more. There was just two episodes outside of the third season. So I think when I was discussing Buffy last week, I was like, the first three seasons are perfect. And it seems like we're charmed. The first three seasons are almost perfect. Mm. Um And it's like a, they both, like, Charmed One and Buffy weren't that far apart from each other, and I think the show after Prue dies at, at the end of season three, and she dies off screen, which is the worst thing, the show doesn't recover, and yet yeah, it's it's still good. I didn't like the Avatar storyline that they had, no. the se- and the season, last season, really left a lot to be desired, and, and the there was like only two sort of like good really good episodes in the last season that i enjoyed um the avatar storyline bothered me because the avatars were like oh we're not evil and we're not good and we just want things to be like this no one has to join us if they don't want to and blah 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 and so you go along for ages and ages and you know that there must be something wrong
2: it was the 20 quid budget on the on the floating head thing <laughs> just- <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? They spent most of their charm. Spent most of their budget on the background music. Would you believe? Because the yeah. background music and stuff that they used in the show is phenomenal. Yeah.
0: The songs
1: that would open the shows would be brilliant. If they released a charmed uh, uh, CD with all the the songs they've had on the show, mm. I'd buy it straight away. It's absolutely brilliant. But there's a
0: playlist on Spotify. Awesome. What's that? I bet there's a playlist for it on Spotify somewhere. Uh, yeah, I bet there is. Yeah.
1: So I think aside, like Guy said, you know, in the flowy heads and stuff like that, and then coming towards the very end and you find out that the cost of being with the avatars is free will and you're like, oh, well, there you go. There is a price. <laughs> you know, um, so you kind of knew all along, but you just had to wait a very long time to find out. Right. And then, uh, then of course, the charm ones they uh, team up with the evil side to get rid of the avatars and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, that comes back to bite them on the ass later on. I think by the time it got there, it had really gone away from the series it was in the first three seasons. And I can't think if it was an absolute way to turn the show completely away because of the bad feelings of the actress. Because there wasn't good feelings between the actress that left. You know, she was completely removed from the show. Um, which I felt was a mistake I, I mean just swallow your pride and pay the lady her, her dues if you needed to use a picture of her you know it, it, it became I think a little bit silly that way but mm-hmm. I want to talk about really more the very start of Charmed because that's what really got me because towards <coughs> the end of Charmed it didn't bother me if I missed an episode you know whereas usually if I'm hooked on a series there's no way I'm missing an episode um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the some of the better episodes that I really like. I think the opening episode of Charmed is as good as the opening episode of Buffy. Because it does everything. It's all written beautifully. It's acted brilliantly. And it hooks you. There's no way that you sit there and watch all of that and think, I can't watch another one of these. You are going to watch the next episode because you want to see you want to see it. To talk about the episodes that I liked after season three. There was an episode in season seven called I think it's um Stike's Feet Under, but it's supposed to be a play on Six Feet Under. Yeah. And Piper becomes the Angel of Death. Okay. And she has a list of people that she needs she needs to collect. And of course, her sisters have a list of people that they need to protect. And it's an excellent episode. It really is. As, as a standalone episode, it's brilliant because it is just so not a charmed episode in the sense that you don't expect them to go this way to show you why the angel of death does his work and why how, he's important. Yes, and how the good yeah. side are doing their work, and it, and it's really something you would not have expected. It's a very different episode for that reason. You know, like Living Witness in Voyager?
0: (laughs) Yeah, good episode.
1: It's a a standalone episode. Completely different point of view to what Star Trek is all about. And Mm. if you you didn't watch anything other than that one, then you've got a completely different angle. And this is the same with this episode. If you watch this episode, you don't watch any of the rest, then you've got a completely different angle of what the Charmed series is about. So Mm. it's it was really um that one is really one of my favorite ones another one of my favorite episodes is it's called uh, that 70s episode well you guys know i like the time travel so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you're not going to be surprised when they do that when my one of my favorite ones is uh, that 70s episode brilliant absolutely brilliant
0: um it's the one with having the party in the manor and it's in yes. the 70s yeah, yeah. I like that one so, yeah
1: it is it's really it's... good and it's it gives you um, a lot of insight into the backstory as well of hmm. their mother, Finola, Finola who's an excellent actress that I came across watching General Hospital.
0: Yeah, she was in a soap, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I'm sure it was General Hospital. And I think um, the
0: grand grandmother was as well, wasn't she? The actress. Um,
1: yeah, I'm sure I've lowered my my reputation now as well by telling people I watched General Hospital, but oh well. <laughs> 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 Now, at the end of season three, you don't actually know that Prue is dead. It is a brilliant episode Mm -hmm. because of the consequences. Um, And it shows you, what it showed me was that actually, the title says The Charmed Ones, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to solve the problem and one of them Mm -hmm. died, you know? And I thought actually that that was actually a really good idea. It showed that no one was safe. But yeah. the reality of it was they weren't doing it for that purpose. They were doing it because the actress was leaving the show. Mm-hmm. Um, now they made a mistake in killing her off screen because it makes a mockery of one of the earlier episodes that I'm going to come to later on.
2: Okay. Before you come with another one of your episodes, if you were to recast one of the people, yeah, one of the, one of the is, is there anybody that you would swap out?
0: Um are you talking about or, the sisters? Or,
2: or no, no, not just the sisters. Is is there anybody you'd absolutely is there a character you absolutely hated or wanted to remove? Chris.
1: Yeah, I think I didn't yeah, I didn't connect to the sons at all. Um
2: I actually wanted Brian Krause to die an agonizing death.
1: No, he was I, right. I, I liked his yeah. character.
2: Oh I, I didn't I liked the concept of Leo and the fact that he was a white lighter, and I liked that. I just didn't like Brian Krause. I think somebody else could have done a better job.
0: No, I think he was all right. He kind of worked um, very well with uh, Piper. They kind of balanced the two. They seemed to work very well together.
1: Yeah, I think they did. I think Piper was not that an interesting of a character. Mm.
0: And I felt that actually he helped develop Piper's character quite a lot. I think her um, storyline was actually really advanced by the death of Prue. She became the older sister. In she effect. did.
1: Yeah, I, I think that helped her too. Because mm. like I said, she was the, wow. Well, I, do, I don't want to say boring sister. She was boring. She didn't have a lot going for her like the other two sisters did. Mm. Even when the white light the sister came in Paige, she, even Paige had a lot more scope to what she was doing. You know, you, you've you just felt like they cornered Piper into that stay-at-home mum role, older sister. They cornered her in there, and it was very rare that they let her, her do anything else a- outside of that, whereas the other two characters around her, at, at all stages through the series, whether that be Paige or Prue, always had a lot more
0: scope mm. to develop, always had a lot more different things they could be doing. All I remember from... I think it was about the middle of the season, there's one scene that always jumps out at me as one of my favourite ones. And it's a ridiculous scene. And it's the one where they've, um, they've gone a bit mad and they're in the mental asylum and they're looking yeah. at their book, but it's all done in crayons, the bookish Shadows. <laughs> that, to me, every time I watch it, it just makes me chuckle. And it's yeah. like, this is where Charmed shines is when it can have fun, it can do yeah. the action, and it can also be very wholesome in some respects, even though... It never really strays into the darkness. So I think some of the episodes you said there really do kind of encompass all of that. Yeah. And now now I'm going to tell you about the episode I don't like. Okay, so this is your worst episode.
1: Yeah. And oddly, penultimate episode in season one. And it's not because it's bad, because it's not bad. It just raises too many questions. Mm -hmm. The episode is called Love Hurts. It goes along quite nicely until Leo dies. Yay. Sorry. Now, now, Piper switches powers to bring Leo back. Okay. Mm. So now you've got to remember, Prue died, right? Mm -hmm. So why didn't Piper switch powers and bring her back? Because Leo supposedly couldn't bring people back from the dead. But when Piper switches powers... She's able to bring Leo back from the dead. And there is like a little side thing where they explain that Leo's got something in him. But you're still like, but Prue's a charmed one. Leo's just a white lighter, you know? And also in this episode, the reason why Leo dies is a dark lighter fires an arrow. First one misses and goes into the wall. The second one goes into Leo, Mm. okay? Leo tells you you can't touch it. It's poisonous. But he's wrong, because in other episodes, it isn't a problem.
0: Are you worried about continuity there in Charmed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's huge, because mm. with Piper switching powers and bringing Dio back, yeah, but now you can't kill anyone, you know? He didn't come back for long. He died again. Mm. But... Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is, she was able to bring him back. I was just like, so why didn't she switch the powers again? and bring her back. Even when if she, she knew she her... could do it. Yeah, the writers boxed themselves there because mm. there was a way to bring Prue back. It was there all along, but they didn't explain away
0: why it shouldn't be done. So you're saying all they had to do was put in a very small line that she said, I'm going to change my powers. And then someone said, stop. You can't do that because she's not a white lighter or something like that.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know,
1: th- th- This is what I mean. I was just like, You kind of left a big gaping hole there because I just feel like Prue could have been brought
0: back. So quick one for you then, both of you. I'm going to start with you, Guy. Which one out of all the sisters is your favourite sister? Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe for me as well. She's just fun and Alyssa Manali does a a wonderful job.
2: I think at the world, to to be fair to the other sisters, has got a better acting career. Um, And she just i as, as, as you i think you've hit the nail on the head that she she was just fun and and she was the she was the one that brought them together in the first place if you remember in the pilot as i do and it was kind of like it's because of her that the whole sort of series exists i mean I hate the word term journey but she did she went on the best sort of story arc a, was that from a char- from
1: character arc didn't
2: she? Yeah, from, yeah from beginning to finish um and she went through more all right. Piper shot at a couple of kids, but I think... <laughs> she
0: didn't just shoot him. Man. She was <laughs> corrected for like three seasons. <laughs> yeah. But, but, that's, but that's what I mean.
1: They cornered Piper. They hmm. they cornered her character, like I was saying at the start. And and this is why the other other two, whether like I said, whether it be Prue or Paige or um Phoebe, the, those characters were always gonna have more scope. Mm. Paige was alright,
2: but I think I thought I just thought that they didn't make Paige as powerful because she was just like the, the junior white lighter. She had to get her license. I was like, well, that's ridiculous.
1: What was ridiculous with Paige was when she got stuck on that alternate world, her alternate self didn't know magic, but her she herself mm. was still a white lighter, but still couldn't use her white lighter ability. Oh, is that the
0: one where, where she sneezed? Yeah. And during the sneeze or whatever, she white lights and then white lights back into the alternate reality. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Do you know
1: I was just like, no. I I wouldn't say that one was like one of the worst episodes though. I think that one of the worst ones I just said was was the one in season one. But I would say really, you know, the first three seasons of charmed are are excellent. Yeah. yeah.
0: So your your favourite character though, Steve, is that Phoebe as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Phoebe
1: was my character my favourite character.
0: Um, And then again, same question to both of you. Which storyline did you enjoy the most overall? This is
2: sounds quite cheesy, but I did actually like the whole um, marriage to Cole thing and 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 choose the sisters. I think I thought I thought that developed Phoebe more than anything else in in the series. You went on her journey as to how you choose your family over, you know, the love of your life, and also it wasn't one of those instant reset things because she took ages to get over Cole. You know, it wasn't yeah. one of those things. You know, like, but when when you see like a the next episode of Star Trek Voyager and it's all shiny again after a, a big battle, <laughs> it actually there is some consequence there, and and she takes a while to get there, and it's it actually it has some lasting effects, and I I, I kind of like right. that.
1: I felt watching their relationship was great. Absolutely mm. great. The two in a friend. And the only thing like I would say that I, I often wondered between like both of them was how she didn't sense more from more from him, being in such close proximity to him, how she didn't sense more more danger. Or maybe that's what attracted her to him. I don't know.
0: It, 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 do you know what
1: I mean? It's just like I, I always thought, Ooh, how is she not picking up more signals on him?
0: Yeah. I think sometimes and, if you love somebody, you choose not to see that, don't you? Yeah, and that's probably what it was. I think
1: When it, when, when he became
2: the source, they, they kept bandying that that little power around, which annoyed me mm. a little bit. But um, when he became the source and, and the way that, that that kind of progressed, that storyline, although, yeah, I did think it went on a bit too long.
1: Just to add as well, do you remember Andy from the first season? Yeah. Yeah. It felt like they shouldn't have killed him. I really yes. liked his character. I really liked how him and Prue worked, you know, firstly against each other, then eventually together. I really liked the whole thing, and I really wish they had done it a bit slower. I wish I yeah. wish gone on for another season. They shouldn't have
2: cut off that avenue, should they? That should have been.
1: And mm. I really felt like when they took Andy out, mm. they made Daryl felt like a third wheel, like you just didn't need him. It's like he was employed, and so we must give him some lines. He was he 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 was all right, but I just didn't feel like any connection to needing him. You know,
2: it felt like he was shoehorned in just for yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and it's sad for the actor because you know I just felt like there wasn't there was hardly anything challenging for him to do, even though I think he did plenty of episodes. It was just I just didn't feel anything for the character.
0: Mm. Which is the um, episode? I'm sure it's a pre one because the paintings in in the museum, and she's checking it over. And then they all end up getting taken that's into the painting.
1: Oh, I love that episode.
0: Yeah, that's a real good favourite of mine. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know why did that when you were talking about that just then it reminded me of that. So maybe he was involved heavily in that episode.
2: One complaint I've got mm-hmm. is that uh, she didn't call her a bar Charmed.
0: P3. Wasn't it Quake to begin with, and then it became P three when they bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but Charmed would have been a better name rather than P three. Oh, just p3 sounds a bit like star warsy from my point of view <laughs> there's one thing you could have changed or done differently about the show what would you have changed for me it would definitely be finish at the end of season seven okay that was a perfect perfect ending yes the last season was unnecessary yes um, and also i think i would have liked to have seen prue continue on in some capacity whether it yeah, was just that's my biggest thing i would not yeah. I would have sat down
1: with the actress and just, just got them all together and said, look, we need to carry the show on. So either we replace the actress and Prue mm. carries on. Because that's what you have to do, isn't it? That's what they do in American
0: soaps. They replace the actresses. Prue mm. should have just carried on. You could have done it quite easily by some sort of spell that went wrong. And unfortunately, she would look different to everybody from now on. You know, It's a witchcraft show. You can do anything you want. You know? yeah. Put her, trap her in a different body. Anything goes But having having said that, I don't think Paige Matthews was a bad character to introduce. Um,
1: She didn't come across to me as um, as someone that worked for social services. Do you you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's a bit bit too loose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I think you've done a good job today, Steve. I think it's a great show. It's definitely up there as one of my favourite fantasy
2: series. I, I rather enjoyed the series. Like every science fiction series, there's going to be a couple of storylines you don't really like or you think there's, there are things that are a bit naff in places. But, you know, it was it was fun. I think maybe there could have been a little bit more comedy in there. But, I mean, you don't always have to be funny. But it really annoyed me. The pair of three with him? Oh, sharp. Just Just do, <laughs> do something that's... Oh, I know it's a spell and there are witches and all but
0: oh. And now for our movie showcase of the week Guy, tell us why you chose the film Weird Science Well, I
2: watched it when I was a kid it came out so like in the late 80s They've taken a concept of a film where they build the perfect woman and bring it to life Now, that's admittedly it's every teenage boy's sort of dream to, to be able to do this, and obviously, you know, it, it's it's it kind of one of those things that they they skirted around the issue very very well, considering they've built their own woman, but they didn't actually do what the, every teenage boy would do with them. But directed by John Hughes, and John Hughes is responsible for. It. Absolutely, loads of things. I mean, Ferris Bueller, sixteen candles, planes, trains, and automobiles. The Breakfast Club. You know, Uncle Buck, Beethoven, Home Alone. Yeah, it's a film I really to think of fondly, because I think Toby, you touched on it. Who, who wouldn't want to build their own perfect woman?
0: To me, it's one of the classic eighties films. You know, if you were to have a collection of eighties films and you don't put this in it there's something wrong with you. So do you have like a favourite standout moment? Oh, this,
2: do you know what? I, it's, I, I think without, without standing too pervy, the shower scene is hilarious. They stood in there, like fully clothed sort of thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was it, just, just brilliantly yeah. done.
0: Yeah. I think for me, it's just, imagine if you had done that, and you'd actually created, and you're a teenager, like, I mean, these guys were 16 in the film, 15, 16. You've yeah. done that. You've peaked. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> nothing you do in life. yeah, <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, it, it, like I said, it is a great film. It came out um, in a kind of era of carefree comedy as well. Yeah. So, it didn't matter what you did. Nowadays, everything is thought through with an inch of its life as to who it may Oh, they found. wouldn't be able
2: to release it now. Gee.
0: No. Oh, God, no. Did you ever catch the TV series based on it with Vanessa Angel? No.
2: No, it didn't. It was it was quite popular to do TV series of, of films that were in the eighties, nineties. I mean, they did a Terminator TV series, and that was awful. The Sarah Connor thing. Oh no, this yeah. was.
0: Um, it lasted eighty-eight episodes. This one, and Vanessa Angel was probably the best part about it. And again, that's not me being private, That's me being actually. She's the best actress in it. It doesn't quite ever reach the heights of the film. There's just something, I think, because the film came first, the film set the bar and all of those kind of excuses. But Vanessa Angel's portrayal of the thing was great, but the show just it didn't have the budget, basically. It couldn't do what the film could. If you could see this remake today, who would you class in the main roles? Oh. oh, that's a difficult
2: one. I wouldn't want to cast Tom Holland, for example. I want somebody like. Somebody from Stranger Things or something along those lines, because mm. they're fairly young and they've got sort of acting experience. What about the kid from uh, Once Upon a Time?
0: Oh, right at the beginning. Yeah. How old is he now, though? That show was on the air for like 20 years on it, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe he would probably be of, of an age now where he could probably play that kind of role. And As far as the Kelly LeBrock character...
0: I think there's a number of people that could do that role. I, and I think you do, it doesn't necessarily have to be a woman I think you could do role reversal in some
2: respects do what you could absolutely do it with two girls and create Dwayne The Rock
0: Johnson oh that could be quite fun
2: yeah yeah you could, the thing mm. is he's got the acting chops to do it now if you wanted the um, films to absolutely bomb you could cast John
0: Cena <laughs> <laughs> how many how many episodes have you mentioned him so far guy is this the <laughs> <my> third one <laughs> third one I think yeah yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah okay I enjoyed reminiscing about that guy good choice yeah
2: it's yeah. so just one of those feel good popcorn uh, grabbing sort of films that from from the 80s that I rather enjoyed so yeah mm-hmm. absolutely
0: role reversal for next week so Guy I want you to suggest a TV show that you want to talk about for the showcase next week X-Files. Love it. Yeah. Definitely. That's a great shout. Great shout. And Steve, what film would you like to discuss next week? Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about this. Um, I... Maybe Ready I... Player One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I think I would do Buffy.
0: Oh, the film? Yes. Uh, with, um, Christy oh, Swanson. Swanson. That's it, Christy Swanson. Yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's, she actually didn't do a bad job in that but we'll talk about it next week yeah
2: yeah it's a nasty watcher
0: no um... <laughs> the <a> nasty watcher <laughs> yeah nasty nasty man <laughs> <laughs> it just... well that's it for this week if you enjoyed the show don't forget to follow the podcast you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the 47th Hour